0: Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Coach Parker with Coach Parker's Coaching You Football Tips and Talk podcast. Today we're continuing our podcast on parent communication issues. We're talking about today parent and player demands and suggestions on the coaching staff. This is a pretty interesting set of issues. And hopefully you will stay tuned as I bring you some of the experiences I've had dealing with these and some ways that you might be able to deal with these in the future for your team. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel if you get a chance. That really helps me grow the channel to bring more free content to uh, youth football coaches. Thanks again, and let's join the podcast now. This is part two, Parent and Player Demands. Another topic in the uh, parent uh communication is when a parent or player demands or makes suggestions on your coaching staff. We've had several of these issues come up. And one of the first one is, is the parent wants to pull the player because they don't like the fundamentals that maybe your coaching staff is coaching versus what they want for their child to learn. We've had several of these occur. When they do occur, we, you know, we explain to them, pull information out. I'm such a research geek and written books on youth football coaching and have so many books, and we try to explain to them, you know, this is what we're doing. This is may not be what you're used to. A lot of this comes down to a lot of times is this is not what I did in high school, and you've got to, you know, sometimes that's 25 to 30 years ago for some dads and moms, and so that's always a problem because youth football is not high school football. Maybe at the 12U level and sometimes at 11 and select but you know seven eight nine ten eleven ish you know that's that's really not high school football so how we may have a certain position especially our contain and cornerbacks and linebackers even a free safety we're you know we're playing probably nine or ten of the box really corners up on the line some dads are having a really hard time with that we had one dad that did not like that we played our corners on the line of scrimmage versus back where they came up and did that. That just adds, a you know, for a 7- or 8- or 9-year-old, have them then play back and then come up to the line of scrimmage when the ball is snapped. That just adds a little bit extra level of sophistication that it's just simpler, especially that no one's going to pass. Just put them on the line of scrimmage and have them help play there. So we've had dads complain about that. We've had dads complain that, you know, we play run too much with our corners. Uh, we're playing them more like linebackers than true corners and don't have them do these steps, uh like you know, for receivers and you know, playing inside out or what at a certain level, especially in the rec league that I've been playing in and a lot of you guys are probably playing in. I only have two days of practice, maybe four or five hours in total practice time with game time pre pre-game practice. So we can't go over just everything, so we have to really narrow down what we think is going to win. You know, our winning percentage, my winning percentage is close to 70%, and I've always been in the playoffs and done well in the playoffs, and so I know that the system that I've got has worked well, and you, you got to be careful when a dad wants certain things for their child. It may be an unrealistic expectation, and we we talk to them, and many times they'll get through the season, and then they'll change, what I see is they'll change coaching staffs and basically find out that we were highly organized and did things a certain way and won and then they got on a worse team or they tried to coach it didn't work out so you got to be careful the grass is not really all that greener sometimes and we've been i've been coaching a long time and i i just didn't come about this information you know, i tried to do things that, that were from my high school when I started coaching at 30, and it was just 12 years or, you know, 15 years past my high school time, but uh, it was still long enough things to change. And plus, youth football is not high school football, so uh, you got to look at it that way. So parents probably will pull their kid next seasons if you're, if you know, if you don't. Know, we even won a couple of Super Bowls and still had some, some guys quit because they didn't like how we were coaching some cornerbacks and linebackers and DNs because we certainly have a very specific way we play. We coach those guys, and it's not how high school teams play those. So uh, that sometimes rubs the wrong way on some parents because it's not what they did in high school. Uh, you got to explain it, explain it professionally, show them the information. Uh, If they're just still too determined, then they're going to do what they're going to do. Hopefully they'll stick with you for the season, and uh, they'll learn something new, and then they'll figure it out uh, when they go to another team, and it may not work so well. And that's what I usually see happen. A lot of guys go to another team, and it's – it didn't work out. The other thing is we uh, had parents threatened to pull a player because they didn't like the coach. We had this happen a couple of seasons ago, five or six seasons ago. Uh, somebody tried to do it to me. Uh, you know, I'm kind of old school, loud sometimes. You know, we had a situation where a coach resigned because this became a big issue for the parent. The parent decided basically not to talk through the situation and wanted this coach gone Uh, if i had that to do over again we would not have caved in to the parent it was a great player Still is a good player, but I think it hurt our friendships with the coach. Won't coach with us again. Of course, he had every opportunity to talk to the parent and kind of apologize or just do whatever he could to get through it. But of course, the parent didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to do it because he didn't think he did anything wrong. He really didn't do anything wrong. He was just loud. Uh, The parent just really didn't like the guy. And sometimes you get that. And uh, we kind of learned through that situation that if a parent threatens to pull the player because hey they just don't like this coach if you like the coach and you know the coach and we've been coaching with this guy for years and won several super bowls with him, you got to let that player and parent go we were under the gun where lost a bunch of players if that player were left i think there would only been 12 on the team but and he was a starting a great starting lineman but uh i think if we had that to do over we would just tell the parent you know you can pull the player because i think it really hurt us in the long run uh with that coach and i still feel pretty bad about it So I think what you've got to tell them is, you know, hey, you know, this is how it's going to be and they're going to do what they're going to do. And, I you know, not everybody likes everybody, but you can act, certainly act professional and get through it. There was no issues going on there uh, other than they just didn't like how this coach coached and his demeanor. Sometimes that happens, and I've been in that situation. You gotta let the player go. I think in the in the in the long run, because I feel like we made a mistake. About ten years ago, I had a player on my team decide to tell me that he was no longer going to play guard, and uh, he was not going to play for us unless he played tight end, and that was it. That's all he wanted to play was tight end. Didn't care about what he played on defense. So we were uh, surprised about that. And I remember talking to his dad and telling him that I can't have basically a player telling us where he's going to play. That just didn't work and that he was probably going to play guard again and because we already had tight ends. I think I could have handled that situation a little bit better instead of just saying he's not going to do it. I should have said we're giving him every opportunity to try out, but I knew in my head this was probably not going to occur, but we should have given him every opportunity to try out at tight end. He was a great player, and uh, I feel bad that I think my young ego got in the way, and so I definitely would have handled that better by saying, you know, hey, look, every opportunity, Every player has an opportunity. We'll give him the opportunity to try out. I should have not said no to him or the dad because the dad, the parents, he came back to me. The parents were upset that you know if he got back on our team, I'd be mad at him for some reason, uh, which wasn't the case. But never know about some of these players. This comes up a lot. We had a guy about four or five seasons ago. He he was a starting quarterback for a another team, and we had. A quarterback, a veteran quarterback on our team. We drafted this player as a starting corner and a backup cornerback. And uh, he quit after three weeks because his parents said that uh, he's got to play quarterback or they're quitting. And they basically quit. They also said they didn't like the way we tackled and did drills, uh, which was totally crazy. And what we finally came out to hear that he just was upset that he was not going to be a starting quarterback anymore. And even though he was going to be a backup quarterback and a wide receiver and a starting corner, he just was not going to play for us. We want to get to the Super Bowl that season. Hey, you know, it happens. So we lost that player. The other things we've had issues with is parents. There's been a couple of parents. I, I was coaching a select team where I had a parent very upset with me that my son was starting at linebacker and their son was not starting at linebacker linebacker and uh, I was just a defensive coordinator for this team and there, there seemed to be a lot of parent issues going on I think because we we didn't really have a very hard steadfast parent meeting said this is how it's going to go I was a new coach to an existing team that had been around a while and so I was new and I guess they thought I was an easy target and I was and so my son was a better linebacker along with another player that was a better linebacker uh, I know we, we had made transition in games where it just wasn't making tackles. We tracked it. We did tryouts and practice and everybody had said you know this is the way it is so there's always going to be issues when a coach's son is on the team and some other son is not starting this particular parent decided she could yell at me anytime she she could before after during at practice or whatever and it became difficult for me i had talked to her so many times about it. it she was just adamant that she knew more football than I did, and even though she had never played before, but her dad was a coach, and she was going to do it this way. So sometimes uh, you got to you got to move on. I moved on from that team and was very happy moving to KYA and coaching with another head coach. Sometimes that those issues come up. The other thing that we've had is a team mom who I did not know before the season started, and I do not pick team moms that I don't know anymore. Her son was especially if their son is a minimum play player because team moms overall believe if they're a team mom that because they're a team mom and a volunteer doing a lot for the team, that their son must be a starter. And so we had a bunch of issues around that until I explained to her that wasn't going to occur. And then of course she decided not to be a good team mom anymore. So that becomes an issue uh, there. So you just need to make sure when you're choosing team moms, be careful of that. We did have a parent, gosh, mom about 20, 20 years ago now, uh, showed up at my house on a Sunday, unannounced, wanted to talk, and really was there for about an hour and a half and just trying to convince me that their son should be a starting running back, that he wasn't getting enough playing time. He was a starting corner on defense and a backup running back and got probably 20 percent of the reps on offense when we had the top running back in the league and the fastest running back in the league and they tried to convince me to start their son over this other running back we did not come to a an agreement on that situation and their son wound up leaving the team uh, their son was you know probably a third really probably a number three back versus number two and probably we wouldn't have gotten reps on a on a on another team, but uh, you know, some sometimes parents are just they're just this way. Or that's just the way it's going to be. Like the parent that was yelling at me about her son should be starting and not mine. It, you know, they're just not going to make. Sometimes you you know, one thing has to go the either way. Uh, they they just won't listen to logic. I did have this weird situation come up on a team where a dad was very honest and open with me, and we were just talking a lot about his, about their son. He's not playing well. He should be doing this. And I said, yeah, we probably should put another position person in that position. And he's like, he agreed with me. And so I did that. Man, that did not go down well. He was furious that I had pulled his son from the starting position and put another player in there to see what would happen happened and uh, he was furious so we had to go through hey you know we talked about this you even agreed I pulled it out. Uh, I agree this other player isn't as good I'm going to put your son back in but you know just as an FYI we had discussed this uh, so be aware that they may tell you you know he's not playing well but they don't really probably mean it so uh, I know from that experience when I do pull players or make adjustments on play time uh, especially if a player's been playing there a while I do try to have a pretty lengthy discussion with the player about what's going to happen and why and then also so after practice talk to the parent. I just don't let it happen in a game. So uh, that's one way to get through that. Another thing that's happened to us is parents making suggestions on what we should do on offense and defense and how do I respond. I mean, it really depends on the parent. I mean, if i I've had some parents that know football. I know that they've coached before. They're a baseball you know. They're a coach in some sport. They played football. At least we've talked, you know, out uh, having a lunch or dinner or at parties or whatever or get-togethers, and they know enough about football when they're making suggestions and they're not making demands. They're just suggesting, and you know, I take it in because I don't know everything. So this is one thing you guys can, you know, learn is you don't have to do what they say, you know, and, and this is the difference. That parent wasn't demanding I did do this. They were suggesting maybe you're a power offense versus a misdirection offense or maybe run a 5-3 defense versus this or do this you can take some of those suggestions and understand what they're they're saying and use it instead of get upset about it and say they don't know what they're talking about. I had a boss when I worked 25 years ago at a Fortune 100 company uh, tell me that you always want to listen to people because you never know who has the birthday pony. And I'm like, what do you mean the birthday pony? He goes, well, that birthday pony may have a million dollars. So, you, you, you know, you never know where that golden nugget is and they may actually be suggesting something that you need to look at. And so I think when parents suggest things, I'm more willing to talk through those and respond accordingly um, in in a You know, like yeah, that's interesting. Let me think about it. I don't know if I'll do it, but I think you might have something there. And never commit to it. But at least you know, people just want to be heard. And so if you're like, yeah, I understand. You know, oh yeah, that's interesting idea. Let me think about it, and we'll see. We'll see if we implement it or not. Just kind of leave it at that. Don't don't ever commit. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that. But I think that's way to how to respond is oh I hear what you're saying. That's a very interesting idea. Maybe we'll think about that if we've got time or, you know, hey, we're overcommitted, down on time, we can't really get to it. Another thing, then this was actually when I was a parent and I moved from Colorado to back to Fort Worth, and my oldest son got on a a select team, and this was a brand new team with a new coaching staff, and they were getting shredded the first couple of games by, by some teams here in the DFW area, and it was because they couldn't block, and that's kind of my, one of my specialties is blocking, and so I talked to the head coach and to the assistant coach a couple of times, sent them some materials from some of the, from youth coach books, and said, you know, here's some things you should be doing maybe you can think about I know I did this in Denver and they knew that I'd come from Denver and was uh, i coached a long time before uh after talking to them for about a couple of weeks, I said, hey, come to practice. To practice, showed them some things. And then the offensive coordinator said, hey, you know, I want you to join me on offense and coach the O-line. And that's what I wound up doing. And so, you know, if you're a parent talking to a coach, making suggestions, send, you know, sending them information that's pertinent especially when they're getting shredded. And again, it's suggestions. It's not demands. It's here's how I could help uh, if, if you'd like me to come over and do it. And let me tell you, even today, I, if we can get a parent that knows football, that is interesting to proactively coach and be part of the team, I'm interested to hear about it. I mean, if they're not a total jerk, uh, it is hard to find good coaches that know their stuff. And so I'm all, I am always open to, uh, coaches that want to get involved, have information and, uh, can help can help my team win so that's what i did there and they weren't jerks about hey you don't know what you're talking about they they saw what i was doing the offensive coordinator they didn't have an o-line coach and so he was able to take the backs i could take the offensive line and deal with it and it worked out for him uh, we wound up uh, getting into the playoffs and turning or blocking around and uh, did pretty well the rest of the season so that's a big thing so That's how to deal with some parent-player demands or suggestions on a coaching staff. And I hope you've enjoyed this section of the podcast. Hey, coaches and parents. Thanks for joining the uh, part two of the uh, parent communication podcast, uh, parent-player demands on the coaching staff. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for part three. It should be out in the next couple of weeks or maybe even tomorrow if uh, I get a chance. Uh, Thanks again. Uh, For joining me, this is Coach Parker with CoachParker.org and Coach Parker's Football Tips and Talk podcast. Remember to play for fun and winning is funner. If you get a chance, please subscribe. Thanks again. Ciao. This is Coach Parker.